Welcome to Retraction. I'm Antoine. I'm Jamie, and we are reversing course through discourse. It is episode 95, and we are recently off of the beleaguered daylight savings catastrophe extravaganza. My goodness, how much do I hate daylight savings time? How much do I hate the fact that we switch into daylight savings times? Which how makes much, me hate Antoine? It. How much do you hate it? I, I hate it a lot. I hate it a lot, Jamie. And I complain about it every I complain about it biannually, which you pointed out. Not just once a year. I complain about it twice a year. Yes. I don't understand it. It's jarring. It makes things worse. You know, you you go from one period where it's like, okay, it's not so dark out to all of a sudden it is just pitch black when you wake up and then when you're leaving work. It is just pitch black all the time. It wouldn't be so bad if we just allowed it to naturally progress but the fact that you put this arbitrary cap somewhere in the middle of a month at the end of a year whatever it's spring it's 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 jarring and it just catapults people into a situation that they're not ready for you weren't you didn't ease into this you just switched one night one day you're one time zone next year in another it's horrible i'm done i'm done with it i will vote- an, that's an interesting point because everything is digital now so you could just chip away a minute a day to build up to that hour sure why not why not make it more complicated or you know what we could do we could just not stop do it at all it. Yeah. yeah we could <laughs> how easy is that yeah. we could just stop it well clearly there's a desire to keep it so i was trying no, there to isn't. compromise no there isn't the desire is the fact that we have no ability to enact legislation that actually benefits people uh yeah, that's well, what it. happened that's to Marco Rubio. What yeah, happened to your, yeah, I know, little Rubio. To your, to your man across the well, aisle. He's do, well, he's doing the worst part about it. He's trying to keep daylight savings. It's you, no one, even no, no economist, no, no psychologist, no, no person with a degree that I like any, it dark. It's insane. You don't want to keep daylight savings. You want to keep now standard time. You want to keep this natural time. And the fact that he's trying to keep daylight savings is more it's it's just more to the psychosis of how ridiculous this whole situation is that some that one person who's come up with legislation and managed to push it by the way pushing it when nobody else could vote on it that's the reason it got this far and the one thing he's trying to do is the exact opposite of what he should be trying to do he just wants the kids to be in darkness forever that or, or again what is it it's like for the sunshine state maybe it'll help out uh florida because more people will come to florida because uh they'll have more light or something i don't know there's there's got to be a corporatism type catch about why he's choosing to do the one thing that no one would ever recommend doing anyway so sick of it yeah i i wish we could stop this um and i've said it before it's voluntary jet lag i don't understand why we're doing this to ourselves exactly and it's it's horrible if you have folks who haven't traveled to a different time zone uh to europe or anything if you ever felt like if you ever wondered what jet lag feels like it's like this yeah for no reason it takes time to get over and the thing is it sucks for the kids let's let's bring it back to the kids let's use the kids let's use the kids you know, they, they can't adapt, so they just end up waking up an hour earlier and wanting to go to bed an hour well, They early. do their thing normally, and they didn't yeah. get the memo. Kids no. don't get the memo. They don't. They don't get the memo. There you go. The writing's not on the wall for them. They're <laughs> living their own life. They're living the, the old life, and we've arbitrarily moved them into a new life, and they don't understand what's happening. They don't understand why we're grumpy because they're getting us up one hour earlier than when they had been getting us throughout the entire summer or, or add spring. It's horrible. I'm so sick of it. I have to I, I have to rant. Arrow rant every single time we switch over until somebody out there crafts a bill. Get me a bill. Get me legislation. Because I can't imagine 
anybody who would fight to continue this switching around. Well, who is it? What state gave it up? Arizona? I think Arizona is, doesn't do it anymore. I think it's them. And there are, I think there are a few in the Caribbean, uh, other countries. Uh, that there are don't a few do countries. It. Yeah, yeah. But I bet, you know, I wanted to pick something close to home as like a litmus test to sanity. There, There is one state, may not be sane in all aspects, but they have chosen to stop this. Vo- That's what we should call it. Voluntary jet lag might actually have legs as a campaign slogan. Stop voluntary jet lag. Stop the jet lag. And daylight savings time. Yeah, um, I wonder if a listener uh, is familiar with drafting bills, <laughs> or maybe we could start a petition. I mean, there has to be a petition. So are petitions just bogus? Because that's something that everyone would there's sign There's tons of for. petitions. Yeah, no, there, there, I think there's a petition. So they're meaningless time. then, right? They're because- meaningless. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true because I think technically, if a if a if a petition gets to a certain uh, threshold of signatures, it has to be like discussed on some committee, like some level of our of our congressional system. I do believe that that is true, but for how long, I don't know. Uh, can it be thirty seconds? Can it be do a people, minute? Do people have to stay? Is that when everyone takes a bathroom break? Exactly. Exactly. Just like how little Rubio. Got this through he, he in a bathroom break, you know, no one had come to the session. So you, it's same thing. Yeah, that's probably what goes on. I, I can't believe we're still doing it. It is 2022 and we have a litany of data to suggest that this is terrible for the psyche, terrible for your human, for the body. It, it, it's, it's just, it's terrible all around to continue to fluctuate our time zone by this hour mark in the winter and summer. It's awful. Okay. We know it. All science says that it is bad, and yet not one piece of legislation has been drafted in the. We we basically know it's bad since probably the seventies. Since the seventies, not one piece of legislation has come in to say we need to abolish it federally and just be done with it. And the fact that other countries still do it, shame on them too. I will give that to to the fact that there are European countries that are still doing it. I don't know what your problem is. This is not a uniquely American problem. It is not. It is not. But I do believe as Americans, maybe we could be unique and solve it. How about that? Why don't we try to do that? Should we, should we save the world? How about save we just the do, world. How about we embrace a little bit of that American exceptionalism and do something that might be worthwhile to and most bring people. back the sun? I'm telling you, whatever party abolishes daylight savings, they will definitely get some some grace going into the next election cycle. It is a easy way. I mean, I'm happy, you know, go go after student loans. Sure. I mean, it's a trillion dollar debt and uh, and drag on the economy, no doubt about it. But if you had just passed, if they had just gone with daylight savings time, I'm telling you right now, that's probably what do you not think, be shaking so much. Going what do you into, think? Into the what do you think if Biden was to abolish daylight savings time? What do you think the GOP spin would be? To turn I, that into a negative? I, I don't know enough about you. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's It has to be from a corporate angle um, because. I, that's the only thing that I could believe is stopping someone from coming up with the legislation and garnering support because it, by all logical testimony, it only makes sense to to abolish it. So the only so the only thing I can think of in our great system, the way our system works, is there has to be some corporate uh, damn some some linchpin some something something that is helpful to corporations in some capacity, some corporation somewhere to that, that it, that needs daylight savings time, or at least finds it helpful to their business model. That's the only reason other, or maybe our system really is just that, that apathetic and that, and, and just that uh, useless because I can't imagine anything else. In fact, 
Well, well, the idea, I think the only thing stopping Rubio's legislation is the fact that everyone's like, well, any specialist on the subject is saying, do not do that. <laughs> that you is not the, the right way to do it. Yeah, you've you done just it did the it the wrong way. way. But the thing is, no one's coming back and saying, hey, look, he did it the wrong way. Let's campaign on doing it the right way. Instead, it's just, just no. Just change you it. I, I, why couldn't he just change it the right way? You keep all the same language. The language can't oh, yeah. be vastly different. Oh, yeah, it's just you, you, you screwed up a word or two. Yeah. Just switch I, it. I honestly, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the detractors are, are saying that it would help out the state of Florida to have permanent daylight savings. I guess so. It would it would be horrible. I think they showed the map. In fact, I think I talked about it when we did the episode on daylight savings. At, what was it? Last year's daylight savings where I talked about I showed you that map of how basically the middle of the country is going to be forever in darkness. They'll never see light uh, under a permanent daylight savings. It's like there's like a sliver of like Michigan like that Idaho, like that corridor that will basically be in darkness for the majority of their of their days during the winter. Is that is that how it would be? Or do they just yeah. change their working hours? They could. Well, I mean, they could change their working hours, but then now they're off the rest of the country. I mean, like you wouldn't want to. I mean, how is that helpful? Well, we're off anyway. We have different time zones. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying it further. It would further impede the, that offness. I mean, it would just it would be more jarring to to then add in. Not only are you. I don't know. I, 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 mean, I don't it, know how it, it all works. I'm, I'm just having saying, a hard time conceptualizing hard what, why the center of the country. It, yeah, they would. No, people said that people said that if they if you did do this, then the schools, because I mean, everyone really addresses the schoolish situation, the schools would have to start later. And end later. Oh, and that would force people to talk about child care. I mean, it's a knockout effect at that point, right? Exactly. You, who, I don't know how far that rabbit hole goes, but it goes, it goes deep. Because yeah, you've got all these knock-on effects when you have to do something like that. Maybe you can present. Maybe you can do a PowerPoint presentation. I on... need to. The New York Times. Everyone's written about it. It's, 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 it's. I, all I have to do. Well, is you cut basically just answered it yourself. Uh, a portion of the population would be disparaged, so you, you can't do it. I mean, you kind of just to go you, to yeah, it Rubio's. That, I'm talking about Rubio's scenario, which is permanent daylight savings time. That's what would happen in his oh. scenario, not normal. So, normal scenario, people, it would be normal for everyone. It would, it would, it would be, it would be gradual. Yes, some places would spend a little bit more time. I mean, no, yeah, they would spend the exact same amount of time in darkness that they are currently about to spend in darkness because this is the normal time. This is it. We're we're in normal time now. So, yeah, it would it would make no difference. Let's try it out. Can't we just as a country just test it out? I mean, is that can we is that test a bad out anything? Thing? Like, can like, we can test we just, out anything? Can we just do it for a year? That'd be great. Is that a thing? Do countries do that? Do countries just like test drive something for a year? I think that I mean, look, all governments know like, that put it, on, if, put it on there and say we're going to do it for a year, and then you have to vote to renew it. I would love it. I would love it. There'll be at least at least I know that there would be a campaign, and there would be a lot of back and forth, and a lot of good discourse. <laughs> Optimistically, <laughs> the debate on debates over. Daylight savings time, uh, you know, it would be yeah, and people will be running on it, I guess, if people don't enjoy it. Uh, I, again, I think it's always one of those things where if they did abolish it, even for a year, I, I just can't imagine anyone wanting to go back. I think that and people are very, you know, people get people get into the groove. No one's going to if you stop switching. I don't think there's going to be a any Tom, Dick or Harry out there that's going to be like, you know what I want to do? I want to disrupt my life again. I, I think you know. I mean, it's it's never going to come back. If if they stop well it, it would never come back. I'm too well rested. Yeah, it would never come back. In the '70s, they did do, which we talked about. They did do um, permanent daylight savings, and it ended up being really rough on the on the kids. It ended up like uh, kids were getting hit by uh, various vehicles out in rural America. 
having to go to school and pitch and pitch, you know, pitch dark. But, you know, it's 2022. I mean, we could talk about the ruralness of America. I mean, we could get lights out there. You know, <laughs> like we could get drones to just go back and forth on the on the country lanes and, and, and light those light those babies up. I mean, it's it's not 1972 or 75, you know. We, we the fact that we keep using that as our well, look what happened back then. And again, I'm not for daylight savings. I don't want to keep it permanently, but the fact that we are using it to say, what about the children walking down the street? I'm like, we we have ele- like we need to get electricity. I think the bigger issue is why isn't there electricity out <laughs> on those streets? <laughs> why isn't rural America electrified yet? <laughs> like, why can we get a grid out there? I mean, I, I feel like daylight savings is not the problem. We need we need grids out there. We need to get some energy out those people uh, so that their kids aren't walking in pitch in pitch darkness, or 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 at least get them some some proper sidewalks so they're not getting hit by by hay bales and and and, and whatnot out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, is busing not a thing? Uh, I took a bus to school. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for the rural this, but it probably would be uh, not as feasible to uh, have a single bus driver. First of all, it, it, it could take two hours to get everyone to school at that point if you're going to pick them up in a bus, you know? Because, well, I mean, it depends on how buses. far. Get a couple buses. Even that are going to be filled with, what, three kids each? I mean, that's not tenable. Little, little shuttles. Little, <laughs> automated little sh- little, you mean little 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 auto, driver- yeah, yeah driverless yeah, yeah. What a good test driverless cars that pick the kids up that what i mean that that's a good solution so you're not talking about little jimmy walking out with what i mean uh what the huck fin sack he's got like a stick with a little uh little wrapped cloth uh thing for his yeah. for his bags and books i, I mean what do we got called. going on out called? there I, I don't know what they're called. I don't know, but I'm just saying exactly like what, what are we, what, why do we conjure up these images of this like bygone era of America? Whenever we talk about America, we always, we, we go back to this salt of the earth, kids walking miles in, in the snow. Yeah. We should get, we should get some autonomous vehicles out there to be picking up these kids so that they could get to school safely without having to walk at this point. We did an episode on that. So we they, did, they were yeah, testing yeah. it out in Jersey. Yeah, um, they, yeah, a bindle, yeah, a bindle is what it's called. They tested it out in rural Australia too. So they, so there are, there are, there are, uh, there are places we can look to to say, hey, it's, uh, it's been done. But uh, anyway, anyway, that, that's my rant. I, I, I rant because it angers me, it vexes me, it beats me down to the core. I am so sick of having to do it, and I don't understand why year after year, not one single elected official stands up. And says, you know, some good JFK crap, you know, that uh, it's like, uh, not, I mean, for some reason, all I think of is what, what was his words for the, uh, why, why do we do it? We, uh, not because not it's easy, because but it's because hard. it's hard, yeah. right? <laughs> Except this isn't that hard. No, no, we're not sending people to the moon, people. It just seems like some paperwork. We just want you to stop. We just want to stop doing stop something. Doing stop next it. Time, next time we do this, next time we correct, stop. <laughs> just stop. Just stop. <laughs> just, just don't do it. Don't change. Just leave it as it is. That's, that's what's so funny. We're not even asking anyone to do anything. We're saying, Apple, just don't update. Don't push the clock forward on your phone. Just leave it as it is. Just don't touch it. Don't touch anything. Let it. Let it go. See how people like it for a year. See see how that goes. It's an odd artificial timing that we've put ourselves on. Yeah. It's not natural. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm sure yeah. they're listening. So I hate daylight savings. There, There's my next little thing. There's my next. There, there's a few episode. politicians that listen to us. So hopefully 
hopefully they're taking notes and they take it to the floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why it doesn't bother as many people as it bothers me. I, I just can't. I, I it's it's. Uh, it's so it's all encompassing. You you know, you you wake up and, you know, you're not waking up when you used to wake up. <laughs> I'm not waking up when I used to wake up a week ago. Why does that bother anybody? It's I mean, I think it doesn't bother people because they're conditioned and they they just take it for granted. They they just assume that it's for a right reason. It's always been that way. They don't really think about it. And it's only when you have time, when you are a person of leisure, when you can just like sit around and think when you work from home and you and you're more acutely. Well, no, even if you commute, when, when you when you have the free time, Antoine must be nice <laughs> to just think about the world's woes and how to solve them where you're like, why am I tired right now? <laughs> why do I feel discomfort? You know, what's so ridiculous about that. It's it's, you know what I feel, you know what I feel the most is when I have to commute to work. So it's, it's in the getting up to commute to work that it, it, it is the most oppressive. In fact, it is the people of leisure that are probably the least oppressed. And they're probably the ones who are blocking the legislation because they don't see the big deal. They're like, why waste our time on it? I wake up and I go about my day without having, you know, I check my my stocks. I'm a capitalist, so the money just comes to me. I, I, I check on my properties and I make sure the checks are in my account and I go about my life. I don't know. I'm just saying for the people who have to get up and actually get to work in pitch blackness without just out of the blue. I feel like those people understand where I'm coming from. Get the word out. Get the start word. a movement. I would start a party or, 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 around this. A, oh, oh, oh. End the movement. Yeah. And that's that's what the slogan should be. End the movement. Stop moving ahead or whatever it is. Oh, oh, I get what you're saying in terms of moving ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Go go back. Uh yeah. I, I like the voluntary jet lag. Anyway. Back to the future. You had you had something. What what do you yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what's what's getting your goat these days? All right. Here's a tale of the high seas. Two thirds of the ocean belongs to no one. And that can cause disagreements among the global community over how to work together. And whether it's creating protected areas or enforcing industry rules, it seems the world cannot find common ground. Hmm. Or should I say common water? Um, (laughs) Okay. But these agreements are important to maintain a healthy, viable oceanic resource that we all depend on. So what gives? I will be honest, I could not have guessed the reason as to why those deals fell through. The deals on uh, enforcing industry rules and creating protected areas in international water. Do you have any idea why these the, the global community could not come together on those? Um, I mean, it's old maritime rules. Um, international water kind of has to exist uh, so that you're not always going to war with one another, basically. <laughs> you have to no. have an area. I mean, they may have been minor roles, but there's there's one main issue. Okay. And apparently it comes down to one question that could not be answered. That question is, how can profits be shared from genetic resources in international waters? So marine plants and animal life form the basis of several drugs, including one you might be familiar with, uh, remdesivir, the first approved COVID treatment. There's also an antifreeze protein that improves ice cream texture. I mean, the list goes on. In fact, since 1950, researchers have discovered 34,000 marine components with commercial potential. 
And it is this that they could not agree on. It was used as leverage to disrupt everything else. So are you saying at some point in the modern era, countries came together to say, do we still need international waters? And the reason we couldn't get over the hump is because no one could figure out how to share the profits? No, I'm saying, saying not that we don't need international waters, but should we create large swaths of protected ocean and in terms of fishing and things like that, should we enforce and, and, and come up with rules that everyone has to agree on? And they said, no, uh, they, they agreed. Yes, they, they were there to do it. Mm -hmm. But there was one aspect of that, which was this genetic data that they could not agree on. This, I mean, the sequencing data for marine genomes is worth billions of dollars. Like, the the so numbers are crazy. My question, though, is in international water, you're saying that because there are no rules governing it, like anybody can mine it? Is that what's happening here? No, so you don't get different things. Confusing. Yeah, you're not, yeah. not mining. I mean, there are rules for international, for the yeah, international waters, yeah. but nothing for genome data. Okay, but so, but, so who's... Is anyone currently gathering genome data from international water? The yeah. answer is they yeah. are. Yeah. Billions of dollars worth. Yeah. Okay. But then like, how do you, how do you protect it? Like how, how does someone else not just show up and okay. start taking it from you or something? Like what, what, how does that work? So it, sorry, let me get through this because I think you're okay. asking questions, but there's a few, there's a few ways to unravel that. Yeah. So sure. there are laws on the books today. Okay. Um, under the UN's law of the sea, nations have the right to profit from fisheries and international waters, but they must share the profits of minerals taken from the seabed with international seabed authority member states, sponsoring states, the ISA itself, and the company undertaking the mining. What's unclear is how that's split among all of those uh, uh, components, all those entities, and how that's even enforced. So there are rules in place today for fisheries. You can profit off that as a company or as a nation. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to mine the seabed, then you have to share that with everyone that's involved in terms of the UN or okay. the ISA, I should say. Okay. Um, there's the, And the reason is they said that that belongs to the people. It is like, okay. there was some phrasing behind it, but it's basically that belongs to everyone because Except it- Are these governments doing it? Like I- Oh, oh, because you're sharing the profit. So even if you're a private corporation, part you have to share the profit uh, off of that. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. So basically, it's taxation. There is, there is, there are levies for mining or uh, pulling up genome or any kind of resources or minerals in international water. You for minerals, yes. For fisheries, minerals, there are rules for yeah. genome. Like if you want to map out, uh, if you find that you can create some type of uh, product out of a sponge. Mm -hmm. or a jellyfish or a sea slug or whatever it may be piece of coral yeah there are no rules to say that you have to share those profits it's really the companies or governments own them outright at this point they can do whatever they want with them and okay. that kind of goes against everything because it's international waters and so it's interesting they they say here, I'll read this really quick. Yeah, go for, for it. For inspiration yeah. on marine law, the UN negotiator sought guidance from the UN's Nagoya Protocol that regulates genetic resources found on land and coastal waters. So there is precedent for land and coastal waters. It allows nations and companies to commercialize biodiversity as long as an annual levy is paid to the resources rightful owners, yeah. like local communities or indigenous people. The okay. issue, again, 
is that this is international waters. There are no rightful owners. Right. Or you can make the argument that it's owned by everyone. And I think mm -hmm. that's sticker there okay. is that you have some people saying there's no one's, so it's ours. And everyone's like, no, it's it's everyone's. And mm -hmm. you need to share that with people. Um, historically, UN members such as the UK, European Union and the US and Japan, uh, which have the technology, money and ability to scour the deep sea for new products, have argued for the right to patent and solely profit from marine genetic resources. Developing nations, including a group of African countries, have argued that profits, data, and other benefits derived from marine genetic resources should be shared among all nations. Interesting. So I see. I, I'm beginning to see the the conundrum. I could see it from the profit side. I could see it from the corporations that are, or the wealthy nations, because basically you you named wealthy nations. So let's say the global the global north. Uh, they're basically saying, well, we have all the money. We're putting we're putting our dollars on the line to get these products. So whatever the yield, whatever the positive that comes comes out of it should be ours because we're the ones who are flipping, uh, flipping the bill. And then on the converse side, you basically have the environmentalists who are saying, well, you may be flipping the bill, but the earth is the one creating this resource, this, this, this is, and it's, and it, this resource, because it's the earth's, it belongs to anyone who inhabits the earth because it, is, it does not belong to any single sovereign nation. So you could flip the bill all you want, but if you're going to go digging, whatever you find belongs to us all. It's, it's, it, this is interesting. I mean, this is really interesting. Uh, wow. What an interesting place of law, actually. This would be a very, uh, the lawyers who are arguing this, this would be kind of, this is really, um, it's it's well i i actually think it's saddening because because it's like why 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 are we even doing this <laughs> why, why like like it's like if you're finding cures to diseases by scouring the ocean floor that should be a it, it, the u.n should be doing it i feel like you know it, well they, they tried right and they can't agree 168 countries could not agree yeah well, well of course not because why would you if you have if you already have the money to do it on your own why would you share why would you agree and I think it goes back to your framing of global north versus global south. You can only do it because of past exploitations. Oh, yeah. You oh, in, a, yeah, well. in a position to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you, I, didn't, I didn't go into that. But yeah. But I mean, I think that's that that's part of it. I think that if everything was equal and yeah. equitable, then you probably would be able to say if you have the means and the desire, go out and do it and it's yours. But because there is so much systemic inequity, yeah, I feel like you need something like this to counterbalance. If you're if you're putting it in there as sort of like a way to right wrongs, where you're you're saying, hey, maybe maybe we should throw the world a bone and say that, you know, we've basically pillaged your your countries in the past, made made it almost impossible for you to attain the type of economic assurity that we in the global north happen to enjoy we're throwing you a bone we're not just going to return your relics that we've stolen and placed in our museums we will also share with you these vital uh these vital cures and medicines that we are discovering from the earth in these international orders we will give them to you as well uh, i mean i, don't I mean know. there's it's, that it's right there's the, long... there's the moral argument of that which doesn't really thing. have legs but then yeah. there is another argument to make and that I mean, it is... has legs it's just it's not appetizing that's really what you want to say well i mean i mean have legs in law and that i can't i'm not aware of 
would they be reparations, right? I mean, that's kind of what. Yes, essentially, doing. yeah, in, in, in a sense, yeah. I mean, kind of. I mean, they would be. It'd be like codified in a on a global scale. I'm just not sure that it has. I'm not sure that that's a thing. Yeah. If there's past examples, I stand corrected. I, I hope no. it is and, and it, that I it will. is. It was and, and it continues to be, but I'm just not aware of it. Yeah. But I think there's another aspect of this too. And the article sure. touched on it lightly, but you know, my mind started to wander. And that's if you start harvesting things. So it's like in the mining industry, it, it's, it was clear. And I think that's what the article may have referenced where you can have ecological disasters with mining on the seabed. And that is the world's ocean to thirds of the world is international or two thirds of the ocean, two thirds of the ocean are international waters. Now, if you have a disaster there, it is going to impact countries. And yeah. if it impacts countries that cannot recover or adapt or get through it, cope like a, like a, like a, a richer nation, um, that's not really fair either. And if they have no say or no ability, not getting revenue, like there's no way to counter that. Now my head goes into okay. Now you're doing, you're you're going yeah. after plant and animal life. Mm-hmm. Now if this was to take off, if there's all of a sudden a gold rush on a particular thing, and maybe you have to destroy coral to get to it, and there's yeah. again no enforceable laws because there's no protected areas because they can never pass that bill because they couldn't agree on this. Like you can see how that could have a cascading systemic impact yeah. on ecosystems on land and in coastal waters. Yeah, and poorer nations are not going to be able to counteract that. That's so correct. there's yeah. that part of it, too, that yeah. if you're going to go do this and there's a potential risk to the world, mm-hmm. then you should be sharing the profits with the world so that the world can can protect itself. Well, I mean, was that raised? Was that was that actually raised at the U.N.? Like, did anyone? Raise oh, I don't raised? know about like, you know, yeah, they didn't. I'm just saying me. it's interesting because at that that I would I would like to hear the counter argument to that argument, because that argument, I feel, has a lot. I mean. I, yeah, I feel like it has a lot of merit. I mean, I, I, I'm struggling to think of a counter narrative to that particular argument, other than, again, the just sort of the more selfish, like, hey, I get right, we're we're flipping the bill, <laughs> we do what we want, kind of thing. It's like, I feel like yeah, if you're living in a global society, it's kind of hard to say, screw you guys, uh, you know, we're gonna do what we want in the open that way. I mean, I'm sure, you know, you could do it behind closed doors. You could do it in uh, invert, you know, you could do it in roundabout ways, but I, I'm struggling to find the, yeah, that, the, the, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see if there is a, a counter to that, that particular argument. So there, there were a lot of proposals being thrown around and they were ultimately all rejected. Uh, and there was some uh, that seemed centered around everyone contributing profits to a fund. Um, but they all got dismissed because the funds were always disproportionately impacting developed nations that they couldn't be resolved. So they were just unfairly distributed. They 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 weren't being utilized uh, evenly or effectively across the board. So there was always a, a poor nation saying this isn't right for us. You guys are screwing us over. Yeah. Um, so they would all none, none of them would pass. Um, another complication. And this is kind of you. I forget what you brought up before, but this is this is the answer to that as well. Okay. Um is that you don't need the physical specimen to obtain the genetic data. So if the data is uploaded to a repository, sold and resold again multiple times, it can be downloaded and used virtually by any lab anywhere in the world. And additionally, this data sequence information or DSI is currently unregulated and virtually impossible to trace its origins once it's been synthesized into a product or into into a compound that's in a product, which makes profit sharing impossible because you could never prove how this came about and then once it's out there it's out there 
like people can use it. It's like down, it's like pirating something. It's not pirating in a sense because it's unregulated and you're not pirating something. Um, But once it's out there, it's out there and it can be shared and sold and you just have no control over it. So you don't need the sponge or the sea slug or whatever it is. Once you have the data, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, There are some DSI systems in place. Brazil uses one. Um, the focus is on companies' compliance, rewarding them for reporting the use of genetic resources with an ethical biotrading certification. So, hey, if you do this thing that we want you to do, we'll give you a certification and you can market it and brand it and do whatever and people could feel good about, you know, involve, associating them with your product. Um, and exchange, the companies pay a 1% of their revenue into a fund. But that yeah. seems, you know, you're just begging <laughs> at that yeah. point for people to do it. Yeah. Um in theory, this could work for international waters, I guess, but it just, again, seems like an honor system and the incentive would have to be worth it. Those don't work with corporations because it, it's like, why pay 1% of your profits when you could just keep all your money? And then, uh, you, first of all, you're going to gauge, do, do people even care or people, do people even know that this is such a niche topic? Like, is this really impacting your corporate branding? Let's say uh, Pfizer is out there scouring the ocean floors getting synthesizing whatever from god knows where in the ocean is it is that what makes people not buy your life-saving drug <laughs> <laughs> you know like that's you have to put it put it in the context am i am i gonna really my doctor's like well the, you know you you're gonna die in three months but we have this drug from pfizer I'm like pfizer are they bio are they bio-friendly trade? Are they bio-traded? Are they? I heard they. Uh, are they? Didn't take the government on that uh, up on that one percent incentive. I, I heard they screwed over this nation in the uh, you know down to the global south. I'm I'm gonna die before I take your drug. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm gonna die on my moral horse. They will put that on my gravestone. They will say like this man died by not taking the Pfizer drug because and this is this you know first of all you have to have a lot of money to put this much word wording on your gravestone, but. Uh, because yeah, because he, well, oh yeah, there we go in a mausoleum, you know, just right across the wall. This man died because he refused. He had a more, he had more. He had, he was a moral man. Here lies a moral man. And it's funny, refused it life saving drug. It puts the onus back on the citizen, right? Oh, it, it's all right. We're not listen. We're, the government tried to guilt them. We tried to guilt them, but now yeah. it's on you. Yeah, you know, now it's, it's on, on you to you. make your choices. Yeah. Yeah, let, let public opinion in the in the place where you have the Listen, least. Listen, the UN of power. couldn't figure it out, so unfortunately, you know, you're going to have to make a moral decision here. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, it's you, always do you want to profit people. off of the company that could? Do you want to? Do you want to live? Yeah, with the help of a company that can give you that help, knowing that they're exploiting African nations in the process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. a choice! What a, what a, what a powerful choice! What a, I feel do so, the right thing. Do I feel right so thing. empowered. You, you know, I, I really feel like the government is giving me all the tools I can't I have like, uh, to, to make the right decisions and, and, and control my life uh, by doing this, because I could I could choose to just shame a corporation because that that's that's the most powerful thing. Right. If we could shame a corporation into behaving at the expense of, I don't know, people's lives. You know, maybe that's the maybe that's the more powerful thing. I mean, why legislate? Why do your job? As a government, or or as the UN, why make this decision as the elected people to do these decision make as the people who are elected and put to make these hard choices? Why make a hard choice when you can offload that choice to the general population? Because I mean that that makes more sense. I mean, it's like choose between their general well being and their morality. Yeah, 
Of course. That makes the most sense. It makes yeah. it so logical. Now, this did make me think, this is international water. Yeah. We talk about space all the time on the pod and the, the balance or the relationship between governments, nations, and private enterprise, who owns what, what the rules are, whether it's colonization or mining asteroids or whatever it may be. Um, does this, is this like uh, it's a, a precursor, peak, right? It's About a precursor. That, right? Yeah. And so we know that there's asteroid wars, all that metal, all that gold, all those raw materials. We, we know we got problems. It, it, we can't that figure is where people talk waters. about the corporate how, wars. How are we going to deal with this if we can't figure out our international waters? I, mean, I think you raise a really good point because it, it's, it's going to come to space at some point. Once people figure out, once it's profitable enough to send whatever we need to to uh, to mine asteroids and be able to capture them. And by we, I mean the couple of billionaires who are dabbling <laughs> in, this, in that kind of space technology. Uh yeah, it's going to be hell to pay for the uh, for the for the people on Earth because the, once those resources end up being far more profitable or more effective, I should say more um, effective than what we have here on our rock. That's when the real that's when the stuff really is going to hit the fan. There's no doubt about that, and I don't know at that point how a government can come in and try to levy any kind of systematic legislation across that because people are just going to want. They're gonna want the they're gonna they're gonna want the good stuff. You know, it's it's gonna if especially if it's cheaper, more efficient, if it if it's really hitting the bottom line and it's saving dollars in people's paychecks by being able to I don't know have a new form of uh, a new electric electricity conductor or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I'm not a space engineer. I'm not an astro. I'm not an astronomer. I'm a guy. <laughs> the uh, yeah. Once they uh. Yeah, once that happens, I mean, you're going to look real unpopular as a government trying to put the the kibosh on it. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that one, I think. All right. Well, I thought it was interesting because, as you point out, I feel like this is one of those issues that doesn't get a lot of attention, doesn't really sit with the people to figure out. No, um, but without awareness, I don't know, maybe without conversation, maybe without the a little bit of pressure, it's just going to continue to enrich the groups that it enriches um and absolutely the world is going to miss out i mean who knows maybe this could fund ubis <laughs> with this windfall of I mean, money look, like, we've, we've seen it, it with covid you know that's the thing you know where we don't have to extrapolate and, and and theorize on the implications of this i mean that this is the this is the whole covid argument this is the this is the government because i mean this is where our our government went to war with many of the uh covid manufacturers saying that hey we gave you money to synthesize this drug, we gave you public dollars, and then we even sweetened the deal by agreeing to buy back from you a proportion of, you know, give you a, a not the list price, but at a discounted rate. But so it's basically double dip because we funded it, and then we agreed to buy it back from you with this fairness of this, you know, neoliberal, uh, you know, socialism for corporations. It's like we're we're gonna give you, we're gonna we're gonna figure out as many ways to give you money as possible, and then you go off. And you're selling the drug top dollar to the global south, perpetuating the pandemic. You're, you're not, you know, we're, we're trying to get this thing done. And, and, the, and the thing is going off and it's mutating and becoming different variations on, in countries that can't afford your drugs. And, and we're like, we're like, you need to give these drugs to people. And the companies are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, these gentlemen agreements, you these handshakes you speak of. New phone. Who writing. 
Give me the writing. Give me the legislation that forces me to sell these drugs at a, at a, at a price that people can afford. I'm trying to make money. I don't know if you know this, because clearly you don't. I'm a corporation. I'm here for profit. You're also, a government. You're here for the people. You made a bad deal. That this is these these are the beads. Also, I'll see you at the annual uh, stockholder meeting. <laughs> and 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 you better not speak up about this because I know you're gonna you need to run for re-election. So uh, I I'd, I'd pipe down if I were you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that that's the kind of uh, contention that we constantly butt up against when we're talking about the overall societal goods uh you know versus the way our system just happens to be laid out and you know i'm using air quotes with happens to but uh but yeah this is it's just more of that and you're right it's going to keep getting worse especially as we start exploring space and in, in, uh, in the in the future it's gonna be much worse there you have it folks what episode was this antoine this is episode 95 of retraction where can You're they right. find us folks you can find us on Twitter mm. at Retraction Media. Hit us up. Let us know your thoughts. Share your favorite episodes with your friends, family, anyone who likes science and politics. Um, or just send them the, the pod in general if you can't pick an episode. We have trouble doing that too. And uh, rate us on your favorite podcasting platform. And YouTube. Did you mention well, YouTube? Are we going to do the announcement? This is the announcement. Both. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube. And we made it easy. It's at Retraction Media, same as Twitter. <laughs> so, you know, this is the big reveal, everyone. Uh, if you've been following us on Twitter, you've seen me dropping hints, big announcement soon. This is that announcement. So another avenue to watch us if you mm -hmm. don't, if you want to get more than just the listen. And uh, yeah, comment on there too and let us know how we're doing. Yeah, we definitely want to engage with you on YouTube. Um, I'm a big YouTube fan, people. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, uh, hoping that, uh, hoping that kicks off. Antoine wants to see you there. I really do. I really do. Um, and with that retraction out. Like a bird on a tree. I'm just sitting here. I got time, it's clear to see From up here, the world seems small We can sit together, it's so beautiful